What is up, everybody? It is JT Sports. I am back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. And I'm here with my preview and prediction for NFL Conference Championship game weekend. We have the Bengals taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Conference Championship game. And we have the 49ers matching up against the Los Angeles Rams in the NFC Conference Championship game. Now, if this is your first time listening to the JT Sports Podcast, welcome. I appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure that you follow me on all of my social media platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at JT Sports underscore underscore. And you can follow me on Twitter at JT Sports underscore. Lastly, make sure that you are subscribed to my YouTube channel if you haven't already, which is JT Sports. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to be taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Conference Championship game. Let me repeat that once again. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to be taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Conference Championship game with the winner of this matchup advancing to the Super Bowl. And the reason why I repeated that was because... It's very shocking at the fact that Cincinnati, pretty much out of nowhere, has played well enough to be in the position where they are one game away from making it to the Super Bowl. Now, I'm pretty sure 99% of you guys did not expect Cincinnati at the start of the year to be all the way in the AFC Conference Championship game. I'm pretty sure not even Bengals fans expected the Cincinnati Bengals to be in the situation that they're currently in right now. On top of that, Bengals fans have to be feeling really confident because you already defeated Kansas City once this season, which you defeated them week 16, 34 to 31 in a game that had a lot of high stakes. Cincinnati not only beat Kansas City, but they clinched a spot in the playoffs and they also clinched the AFC North division. Now, a couple of weeks later, you match up with the Chiefs with the stakes even higher, this game being for a shot in the Super Bowl. And when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, this is a explosive offense. This is one of the most explosive offenses that I've seen in a very long time. And let me give you a crazy stat. Cincinnati allowed nine sacks in their win against the Tennessee Titans this past weekend. They allowed nine sacks. Like Joe Burrow got hit so much that in the second quarter, his undershirt, I believe on the left shoulder, was ripped. Like, you can tell how much punishment a quarterback has taken over the course of the game by just looking at how their sleeves look. Because if your quarterback's sleeves are ripped, that tells you everything you need to know about what's been going on with the protection in that game. And a lot of friend, a lot of my friends kept asking me, JT, like, why are you so confident in Cincinnati to beat Tennessee because they don't have a good offensive line. And Tennessee has one of the better pass rushers in the NFL. So if the offensive line for Cincinnati isn't good, how do you still expect them to have success offensively? And I said, because even though they give up a lot of sacks and they lose a lot of yardage, they end up making it all back. And then some, like, I don't know how they do it. It's like, there was a situation in this game when it was second and long. 
after Joe Burrow got sacked on first down. And what does Cincinnati do? Or he hits his t- he hits his tight end. He picks up like 16 yards and is third and manageable again. Like it's ridiculous how successful Cincinnati is at getting big chunk plays. And I was watching the game with my homeboys and I was telling them right from the opening kickoff, I said, listen. Cincinnati is going to win this game because Tennessee's defense is not really all that great when it comes to limiting big plays in the passing game. And that's something that Cincinnati has taken advantage of all season long. And it's something that they took advantage of in their first meeting against Kansas City when Joel Burrow lit up the Chiefs secondary. He was 30 of 39 for 446 passing yards. This guy was incredible. He had a couple of touchdown passes as well. And a large reason why Joel Burrow had had so much success the first go around against Kansas City was because they weren't great wrapping these wide receivers up after the catch and that's something that you have to be really good at doing when it comes to beating the Bengals is you have to make sure that you wrap up these wide receivers because they get a lot of yardage after they make their receptions on top of that The Bengals' run game hasn't really been that effective in the playoffs. They pretty much got shut down by Tennessee, which is what we all expected with the Titans having one of the best run defenses in the league. On top of that, the week before, they didn't really do much against the Las Vegas Raiders. So the run game hasn't really been at the disposal for Cincinnati or at least they haven't had a lot of success running the football when they need to. And that's something that Cincinnati hasn't really had biting them in the butt pretty much like this is still a team that's going to run this game throwing the football with Joe Burrow to those talented wide receivers and I know there's going to be some people out there that are going to say well JT Cincinnati isn't going to beat Kansas City if they can't stay balanced like that's not true when you look at the secondary of Kansas City like It's not really good. It's really shaky. Like, yeah, they have a couple of solid pieces there. We don't know what's going on with Tyran Matthew. We don't know if he's going to play in this game or not. But their secondary has been heavily inconsistent, which is why Cincinnati doesn't really need to be put in a situation where they have to have success running the football to win because they've been having success in the playoffs with only throwing the football because the rain game hasn't really been there that much. Now, if you are a Chiefs fan, okay, your mindset going into this matchup is, JT, we're not going to lose to Cincinnati twice because we have too good of a coaching staff to do so, which is true. But at the same time, you have to realize that, you know, you still do have a mismatch when it comes to your secondary versus the wide receivers of Cincinnati. So what is a key to slowing down this Cincinnati offense? Well, there's nothing really crazy that you have to do schematically because really it just all comes down to fundamentals, making sure that your players on defense wrap up and that they can tackle these wide receivers because that's where these wide receivers make a killing at is making you miss after the catch. And then going from there, you got Tyler Boyd, one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. You got Jamar Chase, you have T Higgins. Like there are so many dynamic wide receivers on this team. Now, if you're Kansas city, you're not really going to be able to slow them down the only thing that you can do is to make sure that you're able to wrap up and don't allow them to get any yardage after the reception on top of that 
you know that you're going to put Cincinnati into some third and long situations because the Bengals aren't really good on the first down and they're not really good on second down unless it's a second and long situation. Like on first down, I can't recall how many negative first down plays the Cincinnati Bengals had last week against Tennessee. It looks like they only cared about second down and third down. And you have to wonder if eventually... Cincinnati's going to end up facing a defense that's going to be really good at not allowing those wide receivers to create after the catch. You have to wonder if Kansas City is going to play a little bit more aggressive in this game because when you look at their defensive coordinator, their defensive coordinator is pretty well respected amongst the league. So you have to wonder what adjustments can he make to help out his corners because the pass rush is going to be there. Kansas City is pretty good when it comes to getting solid pressure on the quarterback, but at the same time you know like there's going to come times when the pressure may not hit home and that's when Joel Burrow is going to connect on those long throws down the field on top of that you're not really all that confident in your defense's ability to get stops after what happened last week or this past weekend against the Buffalo Bills because Josh Allen and company lit up that Chiefs defense like if the Bills probably would have gotten the ball to start overtime, they probably would have been in this game and not Kansas City. So it was very fortunate that Kansas City was able to win the coin toss and get the possession to start overtime. And they just went ahead and drove down the field to win that game because if their defense was on the field to start overtime. Then this probably could have been a different scenario, different preview and prediction that we're talking about a different game. So Chiefs fans probably know that their defense probably isn't going to slow down Cincinnati's offense, but you are going to be in situations where you are going to have the ability to put Cincinnati in some spots that you may not think they should be able to convert and you have to be able to get them off the field in those situations like it's no reason why Cincinnati should be converting third and longs on teams just because people don't know how to use proper tackling fundamentals like you have to be fundamentally sound when you're playing Cincinnati because they are a team that's going to make you pay for penalties and they're going to make you pay for turnovers also something that Cincinnati has done a really good job of is making sure that they stay on top in the turnover battle and that's something that if you're Kansas City, you cannot allow Cincinnati to do. You cannot allow Cincinnati to have any extra turnovers. On top of that, Cincinnati, their defense is also really good when it comes to getting pressure on the quarterback. They have a lot of great pass rushers. They have plenty of depth when it comes to the pass rushing position. On top of that, their run defense is pretty good. A lot of people aren't going to talk about this, but they held Derrick Henry to only 66 rushing yards on the ground, and that was with him getting 20 carries. That's not easy to do. So you look at this run defense for Cincinnati, it's really good, but it's going to come down to are you going to be able to slow down Patrick Mahomes and get him off the field in these third down situations? And that's something that's always tricky when you're facing Kansas City because yes, everybody may be covered. You think you may have the whole entire play shut down and then Patrick Mahomes turns into Houdini and he turns something out of nothing. So if you're Cincinnati, you have to make sure that on third downs that you're not allowing Patrick Mahomes to escape. You have to make sure that when the play is over, the play is over. How can you 
keep Patrick Mahomes in the pocket in those third down situations and not allow him to kill you with your mobility? I don't really know an answer to that. That's why I'm glad that I'm not paid millions of dollars to design the game plans to slow down people like Patrick Mahomes. And that's why I get paid to talk about it. But the defensive coordinator for Cincinnati is going to have to find a way to get Patrick Mahomes off the field. And on top of that, you're going to have to probably make sure that you don't allow Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey to really dictate the outcome of this game because that's something that really concerns me with Cincinnati are these linebackers. Now, these linebackers have been really good in coverage. Um, I believe Logan Wilson had an interception last week. Don't quote me on that. But you look at how good the linebackers have been in coverage for Cincinnati. Their linebackers, for the most part, have came up very big in very big moments when it comes to pass coverage, which is something that you don't really think about because a lot of people harp on how bad they are when it comes to filling the gaps and you know they probably could be a lot better in that department but these linebackers for Cincinnati have played very well during the playoffs and they have showed up in very big moments and they're going to be very critical if they're looking to try to slow down Travis Kelsey then you have to worry about Tyreek Hill and really Tyreek Hill similar to the wide receivers of Cincinnati is somebody who you don't want to allow get the ball in space and you have to find a way to make sure that you don't allow him to beat you over the top so the similar game plan that you have as a Chiefs fan when it comes to what your team needs to do defensively is probably the same game plan that Cincinnati needs to execute defensively you have to make sure that you are able to keep Tyreek Hill from getting the ball short and you have to make sure that you keep him from getting out in space and destroying your defense because once Tyreek Hill gets the ball it's pretty much over so the team that I'm going to take to win this game I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs to win this matchup the reason why is because first I think it's going to be really hard and challenging for the Cincinnati Bengals to beat the Kansas City twice the Kansas City Chiefs twice we already saw how difficult that was for Buffalo on top of that I don't think that the Bengals defense is going to be able to get enough key stops necessary to keep up and win this game because their offense eventually is going to have some moments when they get into third and long situations or those second and long situations and they're going to come up short. I don't expect that this Chiefs coaching staff is going to allow this defense to suffer the same fate that they did in their last game. Even though that the Bengals are going to put up points, they're going to put up yardage. I think that the Chiefs defense is going to get a little bit more key stops in this game which are going to be necessary because you're not going to see a lot of defensive football in this game like if you are a fan of defense this is probably a game that you probably want to turn off because you probably aren't going to see that much of it this is going to be a game that comes down to key stops okay who's able to get that key third down stop okay if you are the Kansas City Chiefs can you get your pass rush going and those third and long second and long situations and not allowing Joe Burrow and company to get those deep developing routes downfield or are you going to be able to tackle these wide receivers and not allow them to create after the catch those are going to be the things that the Chiefs are going to have to be able to do to win this game and I think they're going to be able to accomplish those and for Cincinnati 
I feel like they're going to need a little bit more things to go right in this game versus Kansas City because for Cincy, you also have to be able to win the turnover margin, which is something that they've done a very good job of doing over the last couple of weeks. But Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, his decision-making has been really on point over the last couple of months or so. So it's going to be really hard to get those key takeaways. And also, Kansas City isn't a team that needs to beat you by just running the football maintaining being balanced because Tennessee is a team that's all about ball control that's not really Kansas City style so they don't need to have success running the football they can easily have success throwing the football against you and their offensive line has been pretty good so I I think they could have a good night when it comes to slowing down that Cincinnati Bengals pass rush that's why I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game and advance to the Super Bowl Moving on to the NFC Conference Championship game, we have the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Los Angeles Rams for the third time this season. This game is going to be played this Sunday with a 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time kickoff on Fox. The Rams are a three-point favorite heading in to this matchup. The 49ers surprised many people when they upset the Green Bay Packers on the road in Lambeau Field, 13-10, end of the divisional round. And the Los Angeles Rams defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 30-27 and a nail-biter. The 49ers have won six straight games against the Los Angeles Rams. And the last time these two teams matched up, the 49ers came on the winning side of things, coming all the way back from behind. Jimmy Garoppolo had one of the best performances of the season from him and when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo going into this game if you are a Rams fan you have to ask yourself the question okay can we put the 49ers into a situation where they have to rely on Jimmy Garoppolo to win the game for them because 49ers fans know that Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't really played all that great I mean he's played good enough but eventually they're going to be put in a situation where you need Jimmy Garoppolo to step up and make some big throws because this is the time of the playoffs where we start to see the best quarterbacks show why they're some of the best in the league like you saw Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen last week in the divisional round making big play after big play stepping up when it looked like all the odds were against them and continuing to lead their team down the field so for Jimmy Garoppolo that hasn't really been the case you know the 49ers have won games against the Cowboys and the Packers in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo which seems crazy to say but they're winning games despite not having great quarterback play out of Jimmy Garoppolo and you have to wonder if eventually there's going to come a time when they need Jimmy Garoppolo to step up and make those big plays down the stretch in critical moments that's going to be the question and for the Rams you know like You're playing really good football, and the Rams were my preseason pick to win the Super Bowl. That was before they got Odell Beckham and Von Miller, and I still stuck with my Rams preseason Super Bowl pick because when this team is playing great football, and they're not turning the football over, and and they are not killing themselves, this is probably the best team in the NFL. We saw this last week when they were up 27-3 at one point against the Tim Bay Buccaneers. Well, when things started to go left, and Tim Bay started crawling 
into the game, that was because the Rams were beating themselves. You had the snap with Matthew Stafford that he wasn't prepared for, which the Buccaneers end up recovering. You had the Cam Akers fumble. So the Rams really find themselves in trouble when they end up beating themselves. But when the Rams play a clean football game and they don't have too many penalties and they don't have too many turnovers, this team is really hard to stop. However, this 49ers defense has been playing out of this world over the last couple of weeks. And you look at the performance that they had against the Green Bay Packers. Like, you have to give defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans a lot of credit for that. And I believe that he definitely should be in the running to become a head coach somewhere, despite the fact that he has only been a defensive coordinator for San Francisco for one season. Like, he's done a very good job. Like, they held the Green Bay Packers to only 10 points. I don't really think that nobody has held Green Bay to less than 20 points really all season. Maybe only like two or three games. So you look at how good Aaron Rodgers and that Packers offense has been all year. The fact that the 49ers only held them to 10 points is something that needs to get a lot of praise. They also got a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers. He was sacked five times in that game. And as we know, with the 49ers, you know, their cornerback group has been regarded as not really being all that good and 49ers fans know that but when you have a good defensive line that's able to get consistent pressure on the quarterback that helps out your secondary a lot now the last time the 49ers won this game they did it all the way in overtime coming from behind to finish off the LA Rams despite being down early and Jimmy Garoppolo had a pretty nice game meanwhile you look at Matthew Stafford not so much he had two interceptions he wasn't really making all that great decisions he also got sacked five times so in this game Matthew Stafford has to show everybody why the Rams traded for him and I've been saying this in the last couple of games that I've talked about with the LA Rams I said this in a wild card round against Arizona I said this last week and their win that if the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl, it's all going to hinge on the shoulders of Matthew Stafford because they traded for him to win games like this. And it's up to him to show everybody why he was traded for in exchange for Jared Goff and why he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league for moments like this. This is why Sean McVay and that Rams organization went out and traded for Matthew Stafford. So they're going to need him to produce. And Matthew Stafford has played really well in the playoffs. As a matter of fact, he's been playing some of the best football that he has had in the last couple of months like the last time we saw Matthew Stafford playing like this it was really early on in the season and when the Rams started to slip up that's when they had troubles taking care of the football so you look at the Rams and they are really good when it comes to slowing down the rain game of opposing opponents however the last time they played the San Francisco 49ers they had over 100 rushing yards as a team Elijah Mitchell led the way with 85 rushing yards on 21 and 10 you also got Debo Samuel in there so you have to put a lot of emphasis on making sure that you can neutralize that rushing attack of the San Francisco 49ers now a lot of 49ers fans are going to be like okay if you you know stop the run game then you got to worry about Brandon IU Debo Samuel and George Kittle and that's cool because at the end of the day if you're a Rams fan and you say, hey, man, Jimmy Garoppolo's throwing the football against us to beat us. We don't have no problem with it. Because if you are the 49ers, the strength of your team is running the football. Jimmy Garoppolo, you have won in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo, not because of Jimmy Garoppolo. So 
I'm pretty sure if you ask Sean McVay and you ask him which one would he rather do, have success slowing down the run game and allowing Jimmy Garoppolo to beat him through the air or allowing the 49ers to run crazy on him with Jimmy Garoppolo doing the bare minimum, I'm pretty sure he would choose the first option because Jimmy Garoppolo is going to eventually make a mistake. And as a matter of fact, the 49ers probably want Jimmy Garoppolo only throwing the football no more than 25 times in this game. 30 times would be the max. And that's probably a situation that they don't want to find themselves in. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, JT, Jimmy Garoppolo has done it before. He stepped up in big moments. Yes, he has. But he also has been pretty small in big moments. And this is the NFC Conference Championship game. And I'm pretty sure you're not going to be able to win this game by strictly just relying on Jimmy Garoppolo to do bare minimum. Eventually, you're going to need Jimmy Garoppolo to step up and make big plays. And I don't really know if he's going to be capable of doing that when you look at how Von Miller and Aaron Donald have played so far during the playoffs. Like, I mean, they absolutely destroyed the offensive line of the Tempe Buccaneers, which we know that the Buccaneers are not at full strength. But at the same time, okay, you look at the San Francisco 49ers, and you got to look at it like this. If you can get pressure on Matthew Stafford, and you can get Matthew Stafford rattled, and you can get Matthew Stafford playing, you know, a little bit more aggressively like how he was to close the regular season when he was turning the football over, that's going to help out you because you know what the 49ers are. The 49ers want to run the football down your throat. They want to dictate the time of possession. They want to dictate, you know, the play in the trenches, and they want to be more physical than you. And they don't care how they do it. They don't care if it's pretty. Look at the performances that they've gotten out of their quarterback recently during this playoff stretch. As a matter of fact, you could probably make the argument and say that Jimmy Garoppolo probably hasn't really been all that great. He's probably been one of the worst quarterbacks in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. But you know, when you have a great defense that can bail you out... It doesn't really matter. You can win with average quarterback play, but in a game like this, you have to wonder if average quarterback play is going to be good enough to get the 49ers to win. I don't think so, which is why I'm taking the Rams to get the win in this matchup. I know 49ers fans are going to be like, JT, you picked against us three straight weeks in a row. I know. I'm sorry. It's, I don't mean, I'm not hitting on the 49ers. It just, it just, it just seems to happen that, you know, the last couple of weeks, I always end up liking the other team better. And you be in the round six straight times in a row. I just feel like this is going to be the game when Shaman Van Company finally figures things out. And eventually, that's where the quarterback player Jimmy Garoppolo is going to come into play because eventually, he's going to have to be able to match Matthew Stafford throw for throw at a stretch during this game. And you have to wonder if he's going to be able to do so because we know that Matthew Stafford has been able to rise up to the occasion several times this year. Jimmy Garoppolo has been asked to rise to the occasion and sometimes he steps up sometimes he doesn't but I just don't think that the quarterback play is going to be good enough for the 49ers to win this matchup I'm going to take the Rams to win this game and advance to the Super Bowl that's my prediction so you guys let me know who you guys have winning this matchup down in the comment section down below if you are watching this on YouTube make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast every video that's uploaded on the channel is available in audio format on every single podcasting platform Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts from the JT Sports Podcast is available all you got to do is type in JT Sports on any podcasting service and it should pop up 
or you can go to the description, scroll down a little bit, and it should take you to the Apple and Spotify podcast links for you guys to go ahead and check out the podcast that way. I appreciate you guys for listening in, and I'll see you guys later with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast.